What's up, everybody, and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, July 14th, 2020. I am your host today, Imran Khan, and joining me is the one, the only, the only kind of funny host you do not have to download and install, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Yo, what's up? It's me, Imran. What a what a dynamite morning we had to start <laughs> off with. We got the, the Google Stadia Connect, and let me tell you, if there's a winner to the summer of gaming, oh man. It's not <laughs> I, I was watching you guys go along with it partly because I forgot that it existed. I was here for like uh, I was here for the show. It's like what? Mm. Why is no one calling you? It's weird. And I like loaded up Twitch. Like oh, they're doing that thing, yeah. and you guys could not have been less enthused about it. Yeah, and I, I don't. I hate being negative. Like I hate being negative about things because I feel like like there's no reason to be a downer by default. Mm-hmm. That said, when it comes to Google Stadia, I. I don't know, man. They're just failing on so many levels that I I don't understand how. Like, I don't understand how you come out and put out a product and have it consistently dis- disappoint in the way that it keeps disappointing. We'll talk about a little bit about Google Stadia later because it is one of our stories today. But stories yeah, today also include Ghost of Shima's review roundup, the final tally of our Ubisoft forward predictions, Deadly Premonitions getting a scene rewritten, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. Live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or listen later on podcast services around... The Glow by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where bronze members are above get the show ad or bronze members above get to write in, and silver members are above get the show ad free, along with the exclusive daily post show. All right, so we got a little bit of housekeeping first. Kindoffunny.com slash store popping. It is yes, poppin'. it's popping. So I, I wrote the housekeeping and, and I wrote it specifically for uh for me to do it, and so it might be vague in the sense that I just wrote kindoffunny.com slash store is popping. Um but Take the fuck you should go to yeah it. you should go to kindoffunny.com slash store. Uh we got we we of course got merch uh Kevin's showing it if you're watching the video version. Um and yeah <laughs> is everything broken? Oh yeah you got like the, the kind of funny podcast the framing's all wrong. I don't understand. I'm sorry continue. <laughs> No, Kevin. I just want to. I just want to take a, a tour through the store real quick. I'm trying to full screen you on my screen so I can actually see it better. Um, but yeah, we got we got we got the kind of funny pride shirt. We got the PSLVXOXO shirt. We got the the nitro rifle and the other words there that are too pixelated on my screen to read. Can you scroll down a bit. I want to see what else we got. We got in the store for people to check out. Oh yeah, we got we got a hoodie. We got the beanie. We got we got we got the 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 jug, the glass jug. We got the the hype hype hat. We got a whole bunch of stuff on the kind of funny store, kindoffunny.com slash store. Wait, hold on it's a second. stuff that's discounted too. You know that's not a jar, right? A jug, right? It's a mug. What, what's it called? Mug, mug. thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I called it a jug. I legit in my mind I was like, there's a word for this that's not jug, but I'm just gonna say jug because it's the thing that's coming to mind. Um and we also got some discounted merch too. And so check out kindoffunny.com slash store for all your kind of funny six merch. Bucks. Needs. Yeah, man. Oh, it's just six small. bucks for that kind Damn. of funny San Francisco shirt. Thin people, now's your moment to shine. Now's your moment to shine. Finally, finally, a, a thing for me to uh, to shine with. Uh, so go go there. Of course, our Ghost of Tsushima review is live uh, as of this morning. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and uh, the Gamescast podcast feed. It's spoiler free, so watch it right away. And then later today on PS Love You XOXO, uh, you should write in with your questions because me and Greg will be doing a uh, uh, a and A regarding Ghost of Tsushima. Spoiler free. We're just going to be answering all of your Ghost of Tsushima questions, uh, talking about our thoughts, impressions, 
you know, furthering what we talked about on the games cast. So write in to that. Uh, then, of course, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mom and Muhammad and Blackjack. Zero brought to you by YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, <laughs> let's begin with what is and forever will be Imran's Roper Report. No, he's gone. Gone? Oh, he is gone. Uh, it's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Where did he go? He just disappeared. I don't know. You you go to the infinite though. Here, let me switch my camera on while he. All right. Well, maybe. Story number one. We have a goat. <laughs> Is he on forever? I don't know. I'm calling him now. There he is. He's back. He's back. He's back. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back on, on his phone. phone. What happened? Internet. Your computer. Your, your computer crashed. Like literally a blue screen. Oh no! That's wild. Did it overheat? It probably overheated. Can you turn your phone sideways? There. So far, this is the most fascinating games daily. It hasn't. It, it didn't work. It, I thought it would. It, it didn't work. <laughs> All <laughs> right, Imran. Imran, figure out uh, your computer situation. I'm going to do story number one with Kevin along Good my day. side. Because Kevin, of course, has played Ghost of Tsushima, right? Oh, man. I love it. And you love it. Kevin, let's get into the reviews. On Metacritic, Ghost of Tsushima has an 84 currently. Uh, IGN. Mitchell Saltzman gave it a 9 and says, Ghost Tsushima is an enormous and densely packed samurai adventure that often left me completely awestruck with both its visual spectacle and excellent combat. GameSpot Edmund Tran gave it a 7 and says, The game hits a lot of fantastic cinematic highs and those ultimately lift it above the trappings of its familiar open world quest design and all the innate weaknesses that come with it. But those imperfections and dull edges are definitely still there. U.S. gamer Mike Williams gave it a 4 out of 5 and says Ghost of Tsushima isn't the most innovative way to end a generation, but it is a fun one. And then Game Informer Matt Miller gave it a 9.5 and says this is a game that nails the aesthetic it's shooting for, firmly establishing itself as the medium's defining samurai saga. Kevin, reviews have kind of not been all over the place because they've generally been very positive, but I'd say they, they lie between uh, that 7 and 9 you know, uh, no, uh, scale. I'm not seeing any 10s, and that's really... I'm blown away. If you're you're blown away this, that there's no tens. Yeah, if I had to give this game a score, it'd be a solid ten. Yep. Really? Oh, you love Imran's it that much? Back. You yeah, yeah. You have been saying Imran is back. Imran, ah, yeah. Please. Maybe. Hopefully. Oh, we can hear you. You're yeah, very. Yeah, uh, you you're very. Enough. You're very light. You're very lit up. Yeah. There you go. There Maybe? we go. Good. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Is this? Is this like cursed? Did we do? So? Is Google getting revenge on us? I, I mean, they saw us. They reacting. They're like, fuck them. We're not doing Google to do any of this, so I can't imagine, <laughs> you know. All right, yeah. Hi. Hey, uh, man. Bless you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, well, we just went went through all the different scores and all the different write-ups. Um, and Kevin was saying, actually, that, and I'm curious about uh, where Kevin's at with this, because, Kevin, you, you say that this is your game of the year, right? Uh, yeah, I'd have to say that so far. Now, granted, I didn't play, you know, that Final Fantasy game everyone was talking about. Um, I heard good things. I'm going to play it eventually. I haven't played The Last of Us either. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. you know, but I haven't played a, the last this is a one, Kevin, so that's a lot this of This is a Kevin-ass game. It, it is indeed. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'm allowed, like, or is, we can just say anything now, or? Yeah, you can, you can say whatever. I mean, just don't spoil it, but you can say right. anything. Right, all right, so, like, this game felt like the best Assassin's Creed I've played, mm-hmm. and I really like Assassin's Creed, and, uh, like, 
I'm shocked that there's no 10 out of 10s in, in this little roundup you pulled over here. And it hurts my feelings, frankly. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the where the review scores kind of net out is kind of what I expected. Especially, especially given that for me, when I first started the game, I did not like it. I didn't think I was going to like it until I got a couple hours in and then it started to grow on me. And then by the time I got to the end of the game, I was like, oh, yeah, I absolutely adore this thing. But for for all the reviews I've read, for all of the the faults that I've seen pointed out, for the most part, like I agree with them. And that stuff kind of comes in ranges yeah. in terms of how much it's, it's going to affect my own experience. But it is very much an open world game. Like it is very much in, uh, you know, you're going through, you're clearing out the map, you're doing, you're essentially like checking off a checklist. You are, uh, you know, going through the rounds. Combat isn't perfect. Um, uh, like story isn't perfect by any means, but it is a really, really good time. Imran, how, how, how do you react to the reviews? I'm, I'm not shocked by what people are saying. Like, even though we, we, I think came on the higher end of the scale on that part, I think uh, what people are saying, the complaints they have about it being kind of unambitious are true. Like it's, it is a, it is a mostly by the numbers video game, open world video game that takes a lot of stuff from uh, Assassin's Creed 2, from Witcher 3, from Breath of the Wild Horizon, even though I imagine those changes were last minute. But those kind of things were, they're very, like very obviously inspi- inspirations, but it doesn't hit those same highs. So I think people are expecting it to be like, like I, I saw people on era saying goat of the goat of Tsushima today. It's like it's not going to be that game. It's not going to be like one of the greatest of all time, but it's going to be a very good, enjoyable game. Yes, yeah, and that I agree with. Like I, I feel like in a in a certain universe where this game came out last year it would have maybe been in the conversation for game of the year because like I put this game above many games that were in my top 10 last year. Like I put this game above uh Jedi fall in order for me. I put this game above um, even like, I'm trying to think of the other game of the year contenders. I think, I think the main thing this, this game would have came in uh, um, in battle with last year would have been Sekiro coming out. Cause I know a lot of people would have mm-hmm. fought for Sekiro way above this game, because I think that game in terms of its combat in terms of like what it's doing with uh the um that that setting i feel like is more unique uh and more interesting that said like this game is such good comfort food i think um and that's like that's why i i think i really adore it yeah i i'm kind of the same place like if this game came out in january i think people would be like oh hell yeah this is gonna be a hell of a year for video games mm-hmm. and it, even in march if it came out same time around animal crossing like it, it exchanged places with the original uh last of us date then I think people would be like, okay, yeah, I'm really into this idea. I like this is a I have a lot of time to play this kind of game. Right now, it is a little busy. It's coming out the same day as here. Mario came out a month after Last of Us. Like other yep. people are, they have other concerns other than just playing, sitting around and playing a game. But it is the perfect podcast game, in my opinion. Of like, I'm just gonna put this on, do a couple of side quests. I really don't need to hear the sounds of this all that much, but I. It is a good game that you don't have to pay that much attention to, and I think that it, everything doesn't need to be like a masterpiece, uh, game of the year quality game. And this isn't quite that. It's cl- it's close, and it has the budget for one, but it's not quite there. Even though, like for for the Kevin Coelho's of the world, this is the top of the top. Exactly. Now, Kevin, can I ask what is showing to Twitch right now? Because I'm looking uh, at the yeah. Don't worry screen. about that. I'm trying to fix what's wrong. What keeps readjusting. So you you just handle your thing, man. Okay, but they can, they can only see us, right? Yeah, man. I tell you, don't worry about it. You keep worrying about okay. it. Okay. 
just, I'm just trying to make sure. I'm just trying to make sure. No, I got you. All Don't right. worry, man. And Ron, I'm, ha- I'm handing the keys back to you uh, okay. for you to drive the ship. All right. Even though we're going to a part now where, like, you actually put this in the dock first. Yeah, but, maybe I should drive this one, actually, because I'm the one who's, who, who put well, this one together. It's interesting, because this is the first time I ever recall that a reader mail has been an actual story. Yes. So, report. story number two, right? Last time we hosted together, Imran, I mm-hmm. made a call to the nanobiologist. I told him to keep track of the predictions we were making regarding Ubisoft Ford. A nanobiologist stepped up to the task, and nano- nanobiologist came through. And so now we have the Blessing versus Imran Ubisoft Ford prediction results. Nanobiologist writes in and says, Hi, Blessing Imran. Today I have here in my digital hand the results of the Ubisoft Ford predictions. These are based solely on what was shown during the main event. Just making this distinction because I didn't watch the pre-show, and apparently some stuff was shown off during it. So without further ado, the results. Before Blessings List, Imran asked if, and, and I guess, yeah, at this point, we're going point for point. And so, mm-hmm. again, this is, all, this is all up to the nanobiologist. He's the referee. He's the one who's determining who gets points here. And these are all uh, me versus Imran on our, on, on our predictions for Ubisoft Forward. Before Blessings List, Imran asked if Ubisoft would acknowledge the abuse and internal issues that happened. Uh, this is what Blessings said. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to phrase it like this, right? Blessings said it will be mentioned passively, uh, and they will state state steps to remain inclusive. Imran said they will make a non-committal slash vague response. Here's Nano's note. They posted a, a, they posted a vague tweet that basically said the presentation was locked and, and not really committing to anything besides saying change is happening. While they couldn't add a 30-second bumper to, to the start of the showcase with a quick thing from Eve saying exactly what was tweeted, I don't know, but I'm giving Imran the point here. Yeah. Current score, blessing zero, and Imran one. The vague tweet is like, when you go back and read it, like it's it does. If you had no idea what it was about, you would not know any better after you read that tweet of being like, "Hey, we some things are happening. We're not talking about it here." Yeah. But rest assured, other things. And it's like hmm. Ubisoft, you can do better than that. So to get into the list that I presented, um, I asked, "Will we see new Far Cry?" Both of us said yes. Uh, Nano's note. Oh boy, we got ourselves a new Far Cry game. And Giancarlo Esposito looks like he fits right at home. Uh, how does Ubisoft do such a great job finding their villains that seem perfect for the roles? Um, and then he also says, also thanks to thanks to leakers for spoiling this great surprise. So current score is Blessing 1, Imran 2. It's also uh, not next- leakers. It was like PSN whatever, putting in the back end. It's like, here's just Far Cry. Here's all the things you need to know about Far Cry 6. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That thing was leaking all over the place. And, like <laughs> at this point, you don't even you don't even need leakers for Ubisoft. Like mm. the 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 system will do it itself. Yeah. Uh. Next up, Watch Dogs Legion for 2020. Blessing said no, it won't come out around Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's their spring 2020. It's their spring 2021 game. Uh. Then Imran said yes, it's for fall and uh and is the smart delivery game. Nano's note: I think Imran is cheating here, but he got it right on the money. Watch Dogs Legion is their October game, one month before Valhalla, and supports smart delivery. That means current score is blessing one, Imran three. For the record, Next- I was not cheating. I knew about what was going to be there, but after the actual like show, or actually, okay, uh, games we made our predictions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, will Beyond Good and Evil 2 make an appearance? Blessing said, uh, "This be w- this will be held until next year. There may be another." Uh, oh, there may be another CG trailer. Imran says it has to make an appearance. They'll show some gameplay on next gen and maybe a CG trailer. Nano's note: Never mind. Imran's not cheating. Blessing, <laughs> your vaporware theory may be correct unless they decide to show it off during their next UB Ford event. Current score: Blessing two. Imran three. I 
I still think they should have shown it. Like, granted, that wasn't the show they were making, but maybe that should have been the show they were making of, here's some interesting things that, or here's some good updates on some big games. How do you feel about the whole multiple Ubisoft 4 is happening this year? I think it's it's a smart idea in that it they're realize everyone's going to the Nintendo Direct approach this year of like, yeah, we'll have an E3 show, but also we'll have other shows throughout the year, so not everyone just focus on one thing. I think if you're going to do that, though, your first show needs to be kind of a barn burner, and Ubisoft didn't do that. They should have started with... They should have had this show, but had one or two like announcements, so people have a better idea what the next thing is. And so I, I don't know what they're going to show next time. Is like, is it going to be just more announcements on like announced games, or is it going to be like an actual major Nintendo Direct style thing, or are those going to be like things announced elsewhere? I don't know. I don't. After this show, I still don't know what Ubisoft Forward is, and that's mm-hmm. I think their overall problem with like what they've shown. Yeah, I agree. Like this, this last Ubisoft Forward had their big three games in Watch Dogs, Far Cry, and Assassin's Creed, which makes me think, like, all right, is the next one going to be just Gods and Monsters and more Beyond Good and Evil and uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine and uh, Breakpoint and updates on all your other games, or are you going to revisit some of these big games, or is it going to have an equal caliber of announcements as this one, which is very hard to imagine. Yeah. Um, and so I, my big thing is I wish they told us before. Like, I wish they, they announced Ubisoft Forward and let us know that there are multiple of these events happening throughout the year as opposed to us getting toward the end of this one and then the, them saying, oh, by the way, there's another one of these coming up. Because I feel like that, they, I feel like for me personally, I wasn't able to set my expectations for this one event um, accurately because, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't know. And so I was yeah. going to it like, all right, cool, we'll see more Gods and Monsters. All right, cool, we'll see updates on these other games. And... Now I understand why. Now I understand it's because you have another event coming. But I wish y'all told me that beforehand. Yeah, I was out on Twitter trying to like tamp down expectations. Like, hey, don't expect too much of Ubisoft today because it's not going to be a huge thing. And I still saw people being like, oh, yeah, it's, it won't be too huge, but there will be like 20 games listed or whatever. And they'll probably mm-hmm. announce a new Nintendo collaboration. It's like, no, that's not what they're doing here. Yeah. Speaking of which, the next question was, will there be a new Nintendo collaboration? Uh, Blessing said yes, maybe just a game ported to Switch with Nintendo skins. Uh, Emron said no, if there is a new, new Mario and Rabbids game, it would have it been leaked already. Nano said, uh, turns out the leakers never found this one, and neither did Ubisoft to show it off. No new Nintendo collab, and I did try to find something, anything, during the mobile game section, but nothing. Current score, Blessing 2, Emron 4. Yep. Next up, uh, will there be a new Splinter Cell? Blessing said no. Imran said no. Nano's nope. Nada, zilch. Sam Fisher, I guess, remains in the Wildlands or somewhere in the post-apocalyptic USA, lost to the annals of time. Current score, Blessing 3, Imran 5. Sam Fisher was there, just not in a Splinter Cell game. Oh, yeah, in the Elite that, Squad That mobile Tom Clancy cinematic universe game that yeah. they also showed last year, and I don't understand it. Is that out yet? Or I don't... I got so oh. many questions about things that, and where they're at. Like, where's Roller Champions? What, what, yeah. Is that out? Like, is that coming out? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Ubisoft. Uh, speaking of things that are in the ether somewhere, does Skull and, Boin- Skull and Bones make an appearance? Uh, Blessing said no. Imran said no. But there may be a CG trailer. Nano's no. While Imran also said no, he held hope. I'm dashing that hope just like Ubisoft did, and I'm giving Blessing's more cold-hearted no uh, response to the point here. Current score, Blessing 4, Imran 5. 
in my defense, and we will be talking about this after this story, there is Skull and Bones stuff to talk about, just mm. not a trailer. Next one, does Gods and Monsters make an appearance? Blessing said yes with gameplay. Imran said yes, as they need they need to answer to the Stadia leak. Uh, they'll probably show off the whole game. Nano's note. I'm not even getting in I'm not even getting into the bonus question here because y'all are both wrong. This better make an appearance during the next CB forward. Uh current score, blessing four, Imran five. Yeah, that's uh, I, I'm shocked that they didn't show that. I am too. But like again, them announcing another UB forward kind of softens it, but still I'm like, all right. <laughs> cool. Uh is there a just dance number during the main event? Blessing says no, Imran says yes. Nano's nope. No dabs, no stanky legs, no awkward white people dancing. I'm not getting into the bonus question since it's not applicable. Current score, Blessing 5, Imran 5. Next up, is there a new Rayman game? Blessing says yes. Imran says, Heart says yes. <clears throat> Heart says yes, but my brain said no. Mm-hmm. Nano's nope, if only. But we can all agree that Imran's brain willed this out of existence. Thanks. Uh, current score, Blessing 5, Imran 6. I did that. I made it you not happen. You did do that. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Imran. I mean, I'm the one that like canceled every single event for this year. And so... I mean, yeah, that is... Cool. I don't know if that's equal, but yeah. <laughs> uh, next one, will Rainbow Six Quarantine make an appearance? Both of us just said a flat-out no. Nano's note, uh, LOL, probably for the better. Maybe during the next UB forward. Uh, current score, Blessing 6, Imran 7. Uh, next question, is Roller Champions going to be out now? Blessing said no, Imran said yes. Current score, Blessing 7, Imran 7. Uh, Imran also says, man, y'all are neck and neck. Or ble- next one, Nano said that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the next trials revealed? Blessing said no. Imran said yes, but not for next gen. Uh, Nano's note, I guess we got a new season. I, IDK, I saw something like that online after the fact, but that isn't a new trial. So, current score, Blessing 8, Imran 7. Is For Honor 2 a thing? Both of us said no. Uh, that makes the current score, Blessing 9, Imran 8. Uh, and I guess Nano's note here is maybe during the next Ubisoft forward, but at this point, uh, it, but at this point, that one is going to be jam-packed, so maybe next year. Yeah. Uh, next one, a return of UB art games. Uh, Blessing said, no return. Maybe there will be an UB Originals game. Uh, Imran, just uh, just a flat-out hope-dashing no. Nano's note, continue, continues to cry in no sequel to Valiant Hearts. Imran gets the point here. There was no UB Originals game as well. Uh, yeah. Current score, Blessing 9, Imran 9. And I'm calling bullshit on that, Nano, Nano because I said no UB art game. I said UB Originals, which would have been a different thing. <laughs> but you're the I judge, mean, so whatever. Pick it up with the judge. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, next one. Is there more or less than seven minutes of Assassin's Creed Valhalla footage during the show? Blessing said there will be six minutes. Imran said there will be less with a clip after the show. Nano's note. I actually timed it. You both were right in some way. Blessing nailed it with there being six minutes of gameplay. And Imran nailed it with there being something shown after the score. Current score, Blessing 10. Blessing 10. Imran 10. Um, and then this is the final round. Buckle up, folks. Uh, how many new games will be revealed? How many full new games will be revealed? Remember, this is price and prices right rules. I'm not counting mobile games here. Additionally, I'm counting the Far Cry leak here because we got that dope-ass trailer that was supposed to be the true reveal of the game. Blessing said there would be four new games shown. Imran said three. Then Neobiologist says Imran wins. Uh, sorry, bless. No bonus points this time around. Congrats, Imran. Kevin, come out and give Imran his prize. But I will take the show back over and say we're done there. But <laughs> there's no more to say at all. Nanobiologist then follows Imran. Imran uh, um, uh, Nanobiologist sent me like a whole follow up email because he realized he fucked up. 
uh, he sent me another email saying, wait, shit, I completely blanked on the Price is Right rules. So actually nobody wins. It's a tie because you both went over. Uh, Y'all need to go head to head in Trivia Royale video games category to decide the winner. And I'm not going to make us do that right now. Maybe there'll be a post-show thing where you decide the winner in Trivia Royale. Um, also, but you can't be a valiant fight. The name, otherwise that makes no sense. So we'll have to get someone else to make one. Wait, say that again. I think you, you can't like that make the trivia. Oh wait, trivia royale. Sorry, I was I for some reason oh. I read that in, in, the, in my head. Okay. but yes, yes. trivia royale. Trivia royale. The actual mobile game. All right, we'll do that in the post show, possibly, probably. All right, uh, I'm handing the keys back over. Boom. Okay. So one of the things we did talk about there was a lack of skull and bones. Uh, Eric Van Allen, a U.S. gamer who is uh, quoting a post from VGC, uh, that Ubisoft has reportedly rebooted Skull and Bones, its long-delayed pirate game. Ubisoft's recent forward stream contains some updates about the publisher's upcoming docket of games, including Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, and Far Cry. Conspicuously absent was Skull and Bones, the company's beleaguered pirate game, which has undergone an internal reboot, according to a new report. Anonymous sources tell VGC that last year, the decision was made to reboot Skull and Bones entirely. It has been struggling to find its own position amid Ubisoft's portfolio, and so Ubisoft Singapore is reportedly retooling it. According to VGC's report, the new skill and bones will shift towards a live game model, with a persistent game world where quests and characters will evolve over time based on the collective actions of players. One source familiar with the game's development reportedly tells VGC that it will have a stronger focus on collaboration, that the live storytelling elements of Fortnite have been an inspiration for Skull and Bones revamp. So, yeah, we've been talking about how that game is just sort of... I was going to say disappeared off the face of the earth, but like it's lost in the Bermuda Triangle of just various Ubisoft games that haven't come out. Do you, so what they're saying about Skull and Bones now, Blessing, does that mm-hmm. sound more interesting to you or like just can it, just get rid of it? I mean, Skull and Bones is never going to be for me because I am just not a fan of pirates. Um, <laughs> I got beef with pirates. thing to not be a fan of. Hold on. I know, I know. I've had, I've honestly had this discussion with people before about my hate my hatred towards pirates i don't know where it comes from i just don't i there's something about pirates that just don't vibe with me like, so like I, is there a pirate just, they just don't sit right with me how did you feel about ac4 then i didn't play ac4 like ac4 okay. like does like every time i see gameplay of it i'm like all right this looks fun but the pirate stuff doesn't necessarily it's like that's not the stuff that's telling <laughs> me on it he doesn't like pirates you should drop it all right like it's cool well no it's i want to go like, through like every pirate game and be like what does blessing feel about this i like, i tried playing sea of thieves so, rare rare one of my favorite studios try playing sea of thieves uh got seasick after an hour <laughs> it does make you seasick i had to go into accessibility and like turn that down because it like legitimately i got sick playing that game the first time and like i i don't know man the pirate experience just doesn't do anything for me you know like give me some ninjas give me some like some astronauts you know Mm -hmm. no pirates no pirates but like that that said i like how that those are the three things that you associate together (laughs) pirates ninjas astronauts i don't honestly like what about space pirates I could so yeah okay I can dig with some space pirates. Okay. The thing right. okay the thing about so it's, pirates it's that I don't have it's the water ass pirates that got the scurvy that like I no like that are looking for buried treasure. I don't like them. I don't like them at all. I don't okay. I don't fuck with pirates. Um, that said, like the live storytelling elements that they reference here from Fortnite and like the way that they're describing it and what the revamp is going to be inspired by sounds interesting. Like I think that could be a good direction. That mm-hmm. said, like I. I I don't know how many people are excited about Skull and Bones in general. Like I don't know how they're gonna sell this game to people in general. Because I feel like if you want 
if you want a pirate game, like why not just play Sea of Thieves? Like I feel like that game kind of has the market cornered as far as like a good pirate game, and I don't know how how much interest there is for that for for Skull and Bones to also come out and occupy that space. Yeah, it was. I don't know what audience Skull and Bones wants, and the closer they start saying like, "Oh, this is gonna be a game as a service game," I'm like, the game I'm picturing Skull and Bones being as a game as a service game is basically just for honor but on water mm-hmm. and if that's the case then why does it, what what point is there to this game and like that sounds cruel but like i don't people can't play that many games of service games at once they will play at most a couple of hours of it play with their friends be like okay that was cool and just probably drop it that's that they will stick to what they know and if this game is trying to horn in a little bit on either for honors audience or fortnite's audience or both or try to capture a more casual audience for for honor then i don't think it'll succeed there and i think they're probably overreaching a little bit what is notable is that at the end of 2018 we got that story that justin farron who was a creative director of skull and bones when it was still like a a mostly narrative just assassin's creed 4 without the assassin part kind of game he left then so the game, I'm sure, has been in a massive reboot. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Structure since then mm-hmm. of trying to figure out what makes it work. Once you get to that point with a game, if you can't find what it is people want, it's probably better to just not proceed with the project. And I'm really curious if they end up do if they end up actually releasing this game, what how people end up feeling about it? Yeah. Like when you saw the when you f- saw the first reveal trailer for Skull and Bones, did it do anything for you? Like, were you excited at all? Not for the actual like main part of the game, but there was like a tease at the end where like a kraken like was like, oh, a kraken is coming. We're gonna have to fight that. Like, oh, that part sounds cool. Give me Monster Hunter on the water with ships, and I'll probably be pretty interested. But yeah. beyond that, like, I don't. There's nothing I've heard about Skull and Bones that makes me interested in what that game sounds like it's going to be, especially if like. It costs sixty bucks as a barrier to entry, mm-hmm. or seventy yeah. at this point. Yeah, and like, and that, I think that's the thing for me too. Is when I when I saw that first launch trailer, like aside from it being pirates and me not fucking with pirates, there was just nothing about it that really spoke to me as something unique or interesting. Um, especially with like all the all the all the other Ubisoft games announced around it, especially with Sea of Thieves already being something that that's out yeah. there. Especially with like, I know people loved Assassin's Creed uh for for the pirate stuff and or for like the ship ship combat and all that stuff even like even with that brought into it it's like all right if people really want that like they can play assassin's creed 4 or they can play in assassin's creed and probably get that out of that like do people really want a a game that is specifically trying to take that and form it into its own bigger thing i don't know here's what i miss i miss assassin's creed multiplayer i want them to bring that back like, just, I don't, release it as its own game, release it as, like, a standalone thing, release it as a free-to-play game, I don't care. Just bring that thing back, it was fun. And, like, it's weird they had this really good idea they've completely abandoned. I never played Assassin's Creed multiplayer. That's, like, it's, like, asymmetrical, right? No, no, it's... Okay. Well, kinda, it's, you you and your other opponent are not doing the same thing, necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. you are both hiding in crowds... Uh, sometimes with disguises or items or whatever, and you're trying to assassinate the other person. So yeah, you are basically doing the same thing, just you know, different characters and all that. It's gotcha. it's, it's really fun one on one. It's really fun in groups, and they gave it a good try. And it's I guess because it didn't take off like the next big thing, they just stopped. But I mm-hmm. wish they could bring it back. 
So we alluded to this a little bit earlier, Blessing, but the Stadia Connect happened right before this. It did. It you were did. part of you were part of the reaction crew for that. So I'm gonna That's... let you I'm gonna say these things to you and you're gonna give mm-hmm. me your, your reaction to these bullet points. Okay. Okay, finally, after being announced two last year at GDC, the playthrough YouTube links feature is coming to Stadia. I like uh, like <laughs> this is something that they actually, they actually teased. I want to say during that initial reveal, like the first Stadia Connect before they even launched the the the, the yeah. service, um, and like back then it struck me as exciting the idea that you could be surfing through Google or whatever, like be you can be on your Chrome browser, maybe see an ad for a game, click that ad, and immediately within seconds be playing that game, or like be mm-hmm. watching a YouTube video, uh, see that it's a game that interests you and then click it and immediately be playing that that to me within that first reveal sounded really exciting and looked like a cool function but now that we're here and now that they're showing off how how it's going to work and now that like they're at now that we actually see the library i think that's the biggest thing is seeing the library that that's going to be available with it's like all right i guess like how often am i going to be watching a PUBG video and feel compelled to to click the button to play PUBG within seconds probably not that often like i feel like for this functionality to to really matter and be exciting stadia is going to have to be something that is one expansive in the library like have a big enough library to where you can you can run into those moments where it's like okay yeah no this is like this game looks cool oh snap it's on stadia and immediately like have that point of interest Mm -hmm. and and uh want to to click that thing i think you're gonna have have to have that um and then like i think also enough people are gonna have to have stadia to where that can happen enough like i think that's the bigger thing is that not enough people have stadia for this to be a a use case that is exciting you know like actually exciting for a wide use of people so that's kind of where it falls apart for me is not necessarily like the lack of games but it's the the lack of access to games because what this does is it just produces a store link and that store link takes you to the game or if you Mm -hmm. already have the game it'll take you directly to it if this were a Game Pass style thing or a Netflix style thing of you have this game because you're on Stadia or you're like whatever, then that would make sense. Like, let's say we are watching Assassin's Creed Odyssey gameplay and it's like, oh shit, I'd, I'd rather play this game. I should really, there's no barrier to entry for me to just click this video right now and then immediately start playing this game. But the fact that the barrier to entry there is, I want to play this game. Oh, I'm on a store page. Oh, it's 60 bucks. I guess I'll play it somewhere else or just wait because i don't really want to spend 60 bucks like that's where that falls apart and the Mm -hmm. the argument of ease of access becomes a bit a bit more difficult when you have to have a a layer abstraction which is the store page or whatever between you and the thing also i feel like it shouldn't be oh i'm watching someone do something cool and it has it says to create odyssey let me click this page and it's going to take me to the to create odyssey uh title screen what I think it should be is I'm watching someone do a cool mission in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Let me click this video. It will take me to that mission. Like that is what I think Stadia needs to be. And that it has the ability to do that because it's not locally saved in your hard drive. It did, is, didn't I don't know they if, say uh, that's, that was going to be a functionality? Or didn't they imply? They implied it. I don't recall if they ever said it. I believe that was like the big thing of like, hey, whatever they're doing, you can jump in. But yes, I, I, re- I remember that vividly in like the the original Stadia Connect of like, yeah, you can see like a mission that your favorite YouTuber is playing, and then immediately jump into that mission yourself. Yeah, okay. I don't think that I don't think that's the thing that's going to actually come to fruition, though. I that's what I because that is like, if it's not local, that is the 
the thing you want to do with it. Or like mm-hmm. if you if you're watching someone stream and they're like, this is difficult, can somebody take over for me? That should be doable. Like yes. have a viewer like be able to take over this part for like these are all kind of not they're not, honestly not that pie in the sky. There are places things that technology should allow. It's I yeah. think Stadia's infrastructure is just I don't like, know if they're not playing well with YouTube or whatever. Like everything in Google is factional, but maybe like you can I mean, there's pretty you can do that already in some cases though, which is the thing. And like Google Google Google's infrastructure should allow that to happen even more easy. Like you look at PlayStation and their share play, and I mm-hmm. like I can jump into a friend's game and take over for them if I wanted to. And of course, like there's some barrier to entry there. You know, if you don't have strong enough internet, it's not going to work, and all these different things. Like it's not the easiest process. Google Stadia should make that the easiest process because it's it's game streaming. Like you, it, and this is me speaking as somebody who like I am not an engineer. I don't know technology. You know, all like as, as well as the people at, at Google do, obviously. But you'd imagine through the power of game streaming, like to pass the controller to a friend, should be fairly easy. Yeah. Like, or at least doable within with, with within the technology that you're using. People give me shit a lot because I'm I'm so down on Stadia. And here's the thing. I love Stadia as a technology. I think the technology actually straight up works. And I think that's kind of where gaming is going in the future. And as a like a consumer argument of you have nothing standing between you and the next Assassin's Creed game, that makes a lot of sense. As a service, as what they're actually like, the decisions they're making to create these things and release it to the public, those are bad. Those are mm-hmm. things where they're making mistakes. Yeah, but... Let's get into the next bullet point, however, that popular series, Blessing. And I'm sure you know exactly what I'm referring to, because when you say that popular series, everyone knows you're talking about Super oh, Barber yeah, Man R. Everybody knows you're talking about Super, Super Barber Man R online. That, I think this is solid. I think it's actually a really solid idea. That announcement was real weird. Oh, you, like you, the actual game of Superman, Super Barber Man R? Yeah, online. the 64 Battle Royale online that you could jump in and jump out, just do whatever. That sounds very cool. I guess. I, like I, don't, I, don't, I don't know many people who play Super, Super Barber Man R is the thing. Like, that, I don't know if that game was popular enough for, for them to now take that, add an online component, and then like announce it as like this it thing that's on your platform. Like I don't, I that kind of confused, especially when they introduced it as that popular game franchise. Which there are more popular game franchise franchises in that state of connect than Bomberman. Um, I mean, that said, like it's cool, cool idea. I it's mean, not yeah. enough to maybe get into Stadia, but it's a cool idea. For me, it lives out that dream I used to have of like watching Saturn Bomberman and be like, fuck, I wish this, I could play this with people like across the country or whatever. I'm mm. not gonna get Stadia for this, like. Andy kind of touched on this in the Stadia Connect a little bit. There's not a lot Stadia can do to get us on board. But the the thought I had when seeing this is, I hope they bring this somewhere competent. I hope there's somewhere, like this goes on another console yeah. where I can pl- where I want to play it. And that's sad. Like that, that part does feel like I'm being just kind of trashing on Stadia. But also I don't want to, I don't want to pay money for Stadia for a th- one game that I want. Well, you know? I mean, like Andy also alluded to the fact that if they came out and they announced Elden Ring, coming exclusive to stadia like we'd all be bummed out about it like we'd all be like oh what the fuck man like really like stadia is getting these big exclusives and it's almost like that um it's it's the fact that they they kind of they're in a no-win situation where super super barman r online works as an announcement because it's not really pissing anybody off like i I think both me and you are probably like oh yeah 
can't wait to play this on PlayStation one day. You know, if it ever comes right. to PlayStation, ever, where ever I will know people here. who will be playing that game, as opposed yeah. to Stadia, like it's locked into a Stadia, you know, ecosystem. Yeah, and that's like the like that's the other big thing about it too is like how many friends do you have that have Stadia that you're gonna play with? Um, but yeah, like it's it's kind of tough for Stadia with with exclusives because. One, the exclusives that they do announce are just uninteresting. Like they had Super Super Barman R, then they also had uh, quite a few other ones, uh, some like cute party games. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of those games looked fun, and I I I can't remember the name of it at this point. And like that was an hour ago that I watched that thing. Well, they, um, they do have exclusive games from Supermassive, Harmonix, and Splash Damage, who introduced Outcasters. Outcasters is the one I'm thinking of. Yes, mm-hmm. Outcasters looked fun. It looked almost like a like it looks. It looks almost like a Fall Guys, but not a Fall Guys. Like Fall right. Guys is, of course, like the you know battle royale party thing that like you know has you going through all these different obstacles. It looks like that, but it's a top-down like twin stick shooter kind of deal. Um, looks fun, but again, like that's that's not necessarily going to sell people on the idea of Stadia. The weird thing with Stadia exclusives, and I've noticed this from like the exclusives they've announced, with the exception of like Orc Must Die and stuff like that. Is for the most part they're they're getting games from developers that feel like they're trying to prove a point of no, there's no lag here. Here's let's get a game that is so dependent on lag, like Doom or Sekiro, which is like the next bullet point, but like a harmonics game, which is a rhythm most likely going to be a rhythm game, a super massive game, which if we go by their previous develop previous games, it is probably going to be a QTE game. Like, they're trying to prove the point that these games work on Stadia. It's like, okay, I get it. Let let the technology show that. You don't necessarily need to go out and... I I say this, and I know I know that the alternate universe wherein they don't do this, I'd be like, they don't know what they're doing. Who's going to be like, why would they not show games that prove a point? But I don't know. I think i'm interested to see the games they make i'm interested to see what their first party software is and that is i think where where stadium makes or breaks is what those first party studios are actually going to end up doing yeah we'll have to wait and see when do you think we get a get a big stadia announcement for a game like when do you think they finally come out and they're like this is our big first party triple a game that's going to blow your socks off they announced the studio foundings like a year ago which is yeah like that has to mean if they're working on a big triple a game People assume AAA games are announcement to release, but honestly, they're they're years and years ahead of that. I could see a big Stadia game taking five years, but I could also see pressure mounting to be like, "Hey, finish this up, you get this out soon." Yeah, yeah. Like, think, uh, who was it that left uh, Sony Santa Monica to join Stadia's first party initiative? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Hold on. Yeah, she like her leaving was the thing that maybe like. Google must be making a very good argument somewhere along the line. I just don't know for, like what that argument is quite yet. Shannon Studstill. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Shannon yeah. Studstill. And so, they also like, like they also yeah. have like multiple like talented people over there. Like Jade Raymond's over, over there also and like they got a team over there that, you know, was working on shit, but I, fingers crossed that that shit comes out is my thing like yeah. i'm hoping stadia makes it that far to where we're actually able to see those games like google is a very capricious company like google music is honestly one of their best apps and i keep getting emails saying hey we're killing google music so i'm like fuck i gotta move on to youtube music which kind of sucks ass but like that's google it's they have 
very narrow definitions for how something should work and how successful it should be. And if you enjoy a product that's in those narrow definitions, but it's not successful enough, then you could end up real screwed very fast. Mm. So this is speaking of you, Blessing. Here's another Blessing. Yes. Oh, Square man. 65 apologize. That's the worst transition I've ever heard in my life, Imran. It you was think, a bad you take, transition. You I apologize for that. It. I you apologize right now. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but not as sorry as where he is about the scene in Deadly Premonition 2. Hey, you brought it all back. You killed it. <laughs> that was Sweet great. 65 apologizes for insensitive trans scene in Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise. At Sweet 65 on Twitter posted this. So he posted this yesterday. It was a tweet combined with a, an image of, like, text. And mm -hmm. Sweet 65 does not speak English well. I remember doing an interview with him where he had to bring a friend on as a translator because we didn't supply a translator for that one. But he, he knows a little bit of English, but not a lot. So he wrote, good morning, everyone. I need to tell you about my apologies about DP2. So I wrote message by myself with Google Sensei. Please forgive my poor English skills. Dear DP fans, I would like to tell an important message. I realized by pointed out from friends, I might have hurt transgender people in my scenario. It wasn't intentional. I'm really sorry for that. Some scenes will be sanity checked by a team that included diversity. And I will rewrite that scene ASAP. So please continue to support Deadly Premonition. I'm the one writing the scenario, so the characters are not responsible. My fault. Please don't hate them, Sweary. So I haven't played Deadly Premonition 2 because honestly it runs like garbage in a way that I did not expect, but I will at some point play Deadly Premonition 2. I did, after looking at the story, go and research what those scenes are. I am not going to spoil it because it does go into like some degree of the character's arc. Blessing, did you end up watching the scene I linked? Yeah. Yeah. I So I'd seen screenshots and I'd read tweets about what the scene was. And then mm. I saw it linked in the doc. And so I actually went and I watched the whole scene and gave context for it. And it's, it's a very, it's a very interesting scenario because this is actually a thing that I've been like, and it's hard to like to talk about a, a lot without spoiling multiple games. But this is a, this is like a thing that I've been looking into quite a bit as far as, uh, trans characters being dead named in video games mm -hmm. and the severity of that and and how that is a very difficult thing to try and manage in a in a game in um in storytelling in a game and probably a better thing to just stay away from entirely um and so like yeah like i i, I see seeing it done in this game and seeing the way in which they 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 went about it it's kind of unfortunate because like yeah the way the way it happens in the game is it it serves some narrative purpose but i don't i don't i don't think it was framed in the in the right way in the way, in the way that i understand how this happened if you didn't have somebody who's trans that was working on your team that mm -hmm. was guiding this and so i think the big thing for me here is seeing the apology and um seeing the action being taken right like he says that he's going to have the, the scenes sanity checked by a team uh um and it says verbatim like that included that included diversity that to me probably says that yeah he's gonna have people like a diverse a diverse group of people looking at that scene and yeah. rewriting it and i think at this point like that's kind of all you can do right like you can you can redo the scene you can apologize for it and i think this kind of comes back to we had this conversation uh a while ago uh, i think it was actually me and fran we we're kind of talking about how there was a story about um mixer and how uh one like a manager at mixer was saying a bunch of insensitive things about slavery or whatever and they were confronted they were confronted about it by a black employee and they basically just told that black employee that actually no what i said was fine like i looked it up online like you know I, there's nothing wrong with what i said and they got defensive about it and that then made that employee feel alienated and isolated 
And so many, like so much of the time, when it comes down to you, when you when you say or do stupid shit, is how you respond to it. Mm-hmm. And for me, like this is a good response of like, hey, I did a thing. I did not realize that I hurt people with my thing. I apologize, and I'm gonna change it. And that, like that should be the standard for when you either feel remorseful or you want to fix a thing um it's like i I, it's a it's a very good thing to establish that your we tend to treat video games when they come out as sacrosanct that cannot be like changed except for like oh well finally they're patching this quality of life thing or they're patching performance or whatever but we never talk about like patching scenes for being a little strange and it's good from a both a writer's perspective and a game maker's perspective or just a creative perspective in general to go actually this is an entirely creative work every part of it is open to reaction and feedback and whatever it's not locked just because we say it's locked it's locked when we say we're we're satisfied with how we made people feel with it yeah yeah and i think that that's also one of those things that comes with balance because i don't i don't want to live in a world where game stories are uh decided by audience reaction and people getting angry about not liking an ending or people not liking a story decision and all this different stuff in a case like this though i think like this totally works like i think this is a, this is actually like a, a, a really cool thing that you can do is you can go back learn that you like re- learn that you did something ro- like bad or offensive in a story that you didn't mean to do and then go back and change it after the fact like that is something that is unique to video games um mm-hmm. in a lot of in a, in a lot of ways and like yeah, like I'm totally down for this. Like this is awesome. Yeah, I, w- I definitely think Swery's heart is in the right place. And like the problem, so he wrote before this game, The Missing with JJ Macfield. Like it's a actually very good game that touches on some trans issues that are done shockingly well. Before that, he wrote Deadly Premonition One, which has some real problematic trans stuff. So mm-hmm. it seems like he knows where the issues are and wants to fix them. It's just without the cultural awareness, it's very difficult. And like cultural awareness does not necessarily mean he's Japanese and that's it. Like he just isn't used to this. It means you can live your entire life and probably not have trans friends. And that's like not shocking that that happened. But Mm -hmm. if that's the case and you want to make a story about it, then you have to you have to do it in a way that is sensitive to the way it actually works in real life. And yeah. I'm I'm glad he's looking at that and going, okay, yeah, now I get it. Now I want to do a better job for my fans who do take offense to something like this. Because it's not just the one scene I showed. It's not just the single dead name. It is, it gets a lot, oh. it goes from, so like early, right before that scene, York does a, a very good speech that's like, it doesn't matter who someone is, they're all people. And those like, mm-hmm. it's basically York says trans rights. And then, it does the dead name, and that's like, mm, that's not good. Then it does like, oh, this is actually a heartfelt scene. Then it does something real bad after that. And oh. I get where they're going with it, but the there's a larger argument, larger conversation to be had about like, if you're going to put a trans person in the game, they don't need to just be, uh, I think they, the term people use is trans tribulations. They, they should not be in the game just because their life is hard or because they've mm-hmm. done something awful there should just be trans characters that are just characters. Yeah. And it, it kind of goes to the idea of like, there's a certain default people have in mind for what a person should be. And we should get away from that and start normalizing the fact that there are all kinds of people in the world and they can just be normal people too. They don't need to be like pivotally, uh, 
I, I don't want to get into it without spoiling that. So I'm not going yeah. to, but they don't need to be that extreme. Yeah. I can yeah. see where you're coming from. So I'm yearning for that world blessing, but, and hopefully that is not far away. But if I wanted to know what's coming to the mom and grop shops today, where would I look? I was waiting so hard. I wanted to see how you were going to pivot this one, and you nailed it. Uh, you go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, Kevin. That's great. All right. Out today. <laughs> Uh, a variety of bounty hunter, bounty hunter bonuses and rewards are available for both new and veteran hired guns this week in Red Dead Online, along with the latest discounts and more. Void TR RLM parentheses semicolon slash slash Void Terrarium is out on PS4 and Switch. Death Which Stranding. game do you think that is? I Void bet Terrarium. I bet it's a puzzle game. Or a, I bet or a it's a visual novel. I'm going to look it up. See, yeah, go for it. Death Stranding is on a PC. Neon Abyss is out on PC, our PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Kingdom Majestic is out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town is on Switch and PC. I think it's the Harvest Moon remake. Rocket Arena is out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That was that uh, EA game that yes. used to be published by... I played it last year on Judges Week, and like it was a Nexon thing. And I, I don't know how it ended up from being going from Nexon to EA, but I'm curious. Uh, Pangeon is out on Switch. Reforged TD is out on PC. Uh, Ultimate Truco is out on PC. Modest Hero is out on PC. And Date Island is out on PC. Okay, looks like Kevin has the... Yeah, I was going to say, Kevin, can you look this up? Because this game actually looks dope as fuck. I'm not going to lie. This is way terrarium. Because like, this trailer's not giving us anything. Look up, yeah, look up gameplay. Because I was looking through screenshots, and I'm going to be honest, I looked, through, I looked at four different screenshots of actual oh, gameplay. Goes. Could not tell what kind of game it was. You're stuck in an Xbox Series X. I'm just going through all the all, all the different uh the chips and all the yeah. different things. All the load screens, all the splash screens through the Xbox history. So like for for audio listeners, right? Like it looks oh man. It's, it's like a cartoony, like anime ish styled thing. Lots of green. And then like now we're looking at that top down action gameplay with like numbers popping out of characters. They're leveling up. There's uh upgrades you can add. Now what we're looking at like a cutscene. This looks like a new Bunny game. We, like, don't really talk about. Like, there's like a crystal coming out of her eyeball. She. Uh, this is actually the spinoff to Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> God, fuck. <laughs> I played a good snake, so I never got that. But I think you have to get it at some point in the end. Wait, you can play a good snake. I mean, you can not kill, which is what I did. It, wait, killing is what adds to the horn? Mm -hmm. Did I know this? Did I just forget this? I, you probably forgot it. But yeah, it, I probably it forgot is, that. It's basically a moral, it. yeah, moral bar. Pretty cool. Yeah, Void right. Terrarium looks interesting. That does look interesting. Uh, new dates. This is for new release dates. The Battle of Polytopia, Moonrise, will make its long-awaited arrival on P PC, Mac OS X, and Linux on August 4th, 2020. Pop-Up Dungeon will launch on PC on August 12th. Deal of the day, there is a Capcom and Ubisoft sale on Xbox Live. For example, DMC5 is $20, bucks, re 7 is 10 AC Origins and Odyssey are $25 together. Far Cry 5 is $9. $9. And Imran, now it's time. 
for Reader Mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, your support means the world to kind of funny because of you, the audience, kind of funny is able to do things like launch a new studio, have full Last of Us Part 2 playthroughs with Andy Cortez, have awesome guest weeks on Kind of Funny Games Daily, launch shows like The Return of PS I Love You XOXO, and more. You can head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you want to support kind of funny games daily and all the content we produce on this side of kind of funny and you get special perks like exclusive content becoming a patreon producer and more once again just go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games support the show and learn more about what we have to offer all right so reader questions let's pick a do you want to talk about most improved studio or do you want to talk about game docs most improved studio okay Hot hot dub time boat wrote in, Hey guys, as a generation draws to a close, we get the chance to look back on the last few years as a defined era of gaming. If you had to give it an award for most improved studio, who would you give it to? Who came with a little buzz at the start of this gen, but by the end of it, you consider them top tier? And what about the opposite? Who came in a top tier studio at the start of generation, but as they move on to the PS5 Xbox Series X era, you no longer consider as hot? Peace and love. Ooh. Keep up the good work. Hot dub time boat. This is so, this is like one of those those hot take questions. I'm not gonna say they're low or they're they're small, but Capcom started this generation with like 10 million cash on hand, and they made an explicit thing of our future is only going to be remasters and going back to old things and stuff like that. They were not intending to be a big studio this gen, and yet we're finishing it with like their best-selling game came from the generation was Monster Hunter World. RE7, RE8 look amazing. Like, RE, mm-hmm. the RE2, RE3, all, like, granted, they didn't do a good, they didn't do a new IP generation, which is disappointing, but they are, they start, started generation real low and came up pretty high. I can see that, yeah. Uh, hmm. Man. Man. You know what, man? I, I'm gonna say Sucker Punch. Like, Sucker Punch, I, I think for me, the the growth from infamous uh second son up to ghost of tsushima i think is really cool like i think that's that, that's really awesome to see and honestly like i guess i would say side by side with that also uh gorilla you know like from kill zone shadowfall to horizon zero dawn i think that's like a great area of growth there like both of those studios i feel like really uh uh found a flow this generation and became something way better than they, mm-hmm. than they were at the start yeah, and I'm then like somebody who'd like started the other way around. Fell. Blizzard. I feel like it's happened recently. Well, Blizzard. Ha- I mean, did Blizzard ever fall though? Like, I mean, the the game Warcraft, quality wise, Warcraft Three was pretty bad. Oh yeah, people were not happy about Warcraft. Diablo was obviously a an announcement they didn't like. I think I see people show some consternation about Overwatch Two, but I have like honestly no strong feelings about that. Hmm. Yeah, I got nothing. One I, that I, comes to mind, but I don't feel like it's a good this this isn't necessarily a good answer, but I'm gonna say Rockstar. Not because Rockstar games got worse, but because I feel like they kind of just got uninteresting or uh over time. Like mm-hmm. and granted, we only had GTA five and Red Dead 2 to like judge from, but I feel like Red Dead 2 came out and kind of made people tired of of rockstar games in a way that like i think once gta comes out people are gonna go crazy for that game but like for sure 
I, I would I will say that like the old Rockstar that was like releasing games that weren't the biggest games in the world is more or less gone, and that's disappointing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's no there's no bully equivalent generation. There's no Rockstar table tennis. Like they've been slowly lowering their portfolio over the years, and it's been like, okay, well, this generation it was Red Dead Two, and that's it. Like GTA Online yeah. obviously takes their time. For sure, yeah. And like that's not, and it's hard to really even relegate to that to just this generation because if you only had one game come out this generation, um, but I think Rockstar. more so with Rockstar it is it is like the, the the fact that their games now have a formula in a way that it's hard to get excited about. Like I kind of know what a Rockstar game at this point is, and I would like to see something more fresh and lively mm-hmm. and new come out of Rockstar. I but at the same o- time, like money speaks. In that same vein, I think the overall quality of Ubisoft games has gone up this gen, but the diversity of their portfolio has gone down. Oh, 100%. I agree. They used to have a lot of different shit, and now it's a lot less of different shit. Now it's like, I I bring this, this is a kind of like joking example, but it is true. Every fucking game has a drone or a hawk that acts as a drone. Every single one. And it's like, okay, I get it. You think this is a good idea for like, expanding the camera but like think of a different idea think of something another equivalent also shout out to nintendo i feel like the the wii u to nintendo switch glow up was really fantastic especially with their biggest franchises and so like the the jump from skyward sword to breath of the wild is enormous like given that i did not like skyward sword and breath of the wild is like my favorite game of all time um uh you know mario odyssey from and i like Mario Galaxy Two is incredible, and like I, th- Mario Three D World is also really great. But mm. I want to say that that jump also is really good. And like for the most part, so many of their big franchises this gen uh, are step ups from where they were yeah. last gen. They never made bad games, but they're making games now that are re- like I feel better than their last uh, last iteration. Yes, which is one hundred percent fantastic. All right, now it's time to squad up. Jasek, J-A-S-E-K, is out on, or not out, is uh, asking for help on Halo 3 on PC. He says, Halo 3 is finally on PC, and I need best friends to help finish the fight. His name, which I'm going to guess is an Xbox Live Gamer tag. He did not clarify. But if it's either an Xbox Live Gamer tag or a Steam tag, it is King Crimson 417. Exactly how it sounds, all one word, King Crimson 417. Seven. Now it's time for your wrong, which I just realized I had the GameCast you're wrong up and not the actual you're wrong I need. So Blessing, look that over for me. Yeah, no, I got it. Uh, Nanobob just says uh, Skyward, Blessing said Skyward Sword was a Wii U game, but it was originally released as a Wii game, and I think that's actually a good point. Um, yeah, Wii U there. did not have its own. Yeah. It had... yeah, Wii U didn't have... It had like re-releases of Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, but not an exclusive one. Yeah, I, w- I would like Wind Waker on Switch, by the way. I'm that had nothing to do with this, but I'm making it known. Put Wind Waker on Switch. Uh Plato Man says from yesterday, the US pricing for Lego NES will be two hundred dollars. And I saw that they actually officially announced it, uh, which is really cool. Nail just says Tom Clancy's Elite Squad is available for pre-registration and not out yet. So yeah, it's been like they announced it a year ago and it's still not out. The Clancy Smash uh, Brothers. Tom Clancy Brothers. Nan- Nanobologist also says Stadia originally advertised YouTuber and streamers posting save links that gave anyone the exact save of the streamer where they were to, where they were at to play the same mission. Um, and so I guess we're still waiting on that. Yeah, I mean the controller's not out of beta yet. Like we still can't ask it questions. 
Nanobiologist also says Super, Bar- Super Barber Man R sold 1 million units as of August 2018. Fun fact, it was celebrated with a person in a Bar- Barber Man costume doing a bungee jump. And I will say that literally everything that was on the Switch that early on sold a lot. Yes. Like it it did well. And it was a it was a fine game. It wasn't like amazing, but it was like if you bought it at launch and you wanted something to play besides Breath of the Wild, it was fine. I thought it was hilarious that the PS3 our PS4 and Xbox 360 versions got uh who was it? It was Ratchet and Halo or Master Chief, respectively. And then they went and patched a character back in the Nintendo version, but it wasn't a Nintendo character, it was like a Barman Game Boy character. It was real strange. Should have been Wario. Nanobiologist says missed out today. Halo 3 is out on PC via Steam and the Master Chief Collection. Um, and, and then Nanobiologist also says Warcraft 3 Reforged was a partner effort between Blizzard and Lemon Sky, the studio who made the god awful 3D models. It wasn't just Blizzard. So that's not you wrong, but some added context. Yeah. And that's still it like for Blizzard wrong. signed off on that game. Like that is down on them if whether they developed it or not. 100%. All right. Blessing, let's get into tomorrow's host because I. I don't want you to spoil the surprise, but I want you to—I want you to know, and I want you to tell me after we're off air. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, Wednesday, is Greg and a special guest. Yes, and so like, yeah, I think was it yesterday, earlier this week. Today's Tuesday, right? God, what a! Oh, you know what? It's because we worked on Sunday. For yes, for some reason, I'm like, why. why does it feel like the end of the week? It's because it's been a long week. Uh, yesterday, I, I said that t- tomorrow is going to be Greg and question marks because we're looking for somebody to to I think fill in for Gary Wood. It turns out that's not the case. Turns out tomorrow is Greg and question marks because we got a special guest. Who is it? Even I don't know. And you so don't I'm know. I was going to ask you. I have no idea. Legit. Um, and so stay tuned for that. Get excited. I think I actually do have an idea on who it might be because we okay. have some exciting things about got, to happen. We got to exchange notes because I have yeah. no fucking clue. Oh, dude. Wait till I tell you about this. But yeah, <laughs> Wednesday is going to be Greg and a special guest. Thursday is going to be Greg and me. And then Friday is going to be me and Greg. And of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. we got a Patreon post show. For those of you who are subbed at Silver Level, uh, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Stick around for that. Until then, next time, Kind of Funny Games Daily. <laughs>